Hello there, and welcome to the Grappling with God podcast, where we talk about grappling with our faith, family, and obviously, jujitsu. We are your hosts, Aaron Troby and Kurt Kroll. Recording. Recording. Record? Mm. <laughs> All right, so episode four. What are we doing today? Talking about balance. In what context, though? Because there's a lot of different ways we can go with that. Uh, well, balancing our three pillars, right? Faith, our faith, family, jujitsu. Um, how we balance everything together. Um, so how do we balance everything? Me personally, I involve my family very much with jujitsu, mm-hmm. obviously, and then obviously we we go to church. So. That's how I do it. So when I first got with my wife, Cynthia, I had, and we had mentioned this in a previous episode, I had told her like, Hey, I'm not going to make you do this. However, if there's going to be something here, that's going to be my career. So I can't, I just started doing this. So if you want to be, if we want to be involved, like you're going to have to come and at least be there. You don't have to train, but at least be part of the gym, you know, be there. And she liked it. She researched it. She started training. She's a blue belt now. Um, and she and also we, works the, works and now the she, yeah. And now she works as, as one of our receptionists as well. Um, and then we have our son, Matthew, who, as you see, he's very much involved with class. He's only two, but he gets on the mat sometimes and they'll do the animal warmups with the kids. They'll do that. Um, and that's here at jujitsu. When we go to church, so, you know, I serve, obviously mm-hmm. I teach the children's ministry, um, at the 11 o'clock service. Cynthia, my wife, does, like, the donuts and coffee and stuff and, like, welcomes people and stuff like that. And then uh, Matthew just hangs out with me. He doesn't like going in the baby room. We've tried, and he just cries and screams the whole time. He'd rather be with Dad, which is understandable. Um, And we never weaned him off of that. So I just started taking him into class with me. Well, now it's turned into he's helping me teach class. So I'll I'll be teaching class, and, you know, he'll be walking around, and I'll have him help me pick up the Bibles or, you know, and he helps keep the kids engaged too yeah. because you have a baby walking around the room. So um, that's how I balance everything. I literally have my family with me at church. I have my family with me at Jiu-Jitsu and obviously we're together at home. So that's how I balance it. And Jiu-Jitsu is like your job. So there's no balancing really between well, work and Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu is my job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and with having Jiu-Jitsu as, as, as my job, it's a very – cool lifestyle to live because how many people, especially my age at 26 could say, Hey, I have a career doing what I love and I don't hate it. Like I didn't go and do 10 different jobs to build up to this career. I went and did, I went, I used to wash dishes at an assisted living facility. Now I'm teaching jujitsu and cage fighting. So there was, I don't have a second job. I don't like, being a dad is my second yeah. job. You know, being a, a husband and stuff like that, that would be my second job. Which, that, you just put that in air quotes, because it's not really a job, but it is work, mm-hmm. right? And depending on how you look at work, it could be a job. Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely a difference, because I remember, you know, yeah, I was a dishwasher, um, 
I enjoyed the people I worked with. I enjoyed some of the people I worked for, some of the people I worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was always a thing. Is there's no, like, I'm replaceable here. I'm re- and we're all replaceable anywhere we go. But here's the thing. There, they don't care. Like, I'm, re- I'm replaceable to the point where they don't care about what happens to my life when they replace me. This job, we're a family. Like, yes, we're a team and we all mm-hmm. teach jujitsu together, but we're not co-workers. We are family. Blint, Danny, Sean, Johnny, Renee, Kenya, Cynthia, we're all family. So when we teach class, we teach it as a family. When we have some, some struggles with the gym, we go through that as a family. Like we just came in here on Saturday and um, did some stuff to the gym. We all did that together as a family. Not because, oh, we need to go work today. Like, no, we need some stuff done around the gym that we have been putting off for a while. Now we have some time. Let's dedicate a day to do it. It was like, it was like family housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the whole family together and let's just clean up around the gym, you know? And, and that's what we did. And that's how we've always operated. So yes, even though I'm replaceable here, I don't have the same feeling with Johnny being my boss that I did with my old, at my old job. Johnny is, yes, he's my boss, but he's also my older brother, my, my mentor. Like if I were to be replaced, it would be because I royally screwed something up and he had no choice there at that job. They don't, I'm yeah. a number to them. So it could just be something as simple as me and a coworker got in an argument and words are said a certain way and they fire me and they don't care if I have a job. Yeah. They don't care about my family. Like they don't care about that. Now, granted the boss might be a good person and might care about that thing, those things, but he's not going to go out of his way to make sure, Hey, are you good? I know I fired you last week, but how are you still doing? Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to get that from, from, from over there. And that's the difference between having like a job that you hate and then that you love. Yeah. Are there days here where I'm tired and I would rather stay home? Yeah. Like right now we, I just got done training and we're doing this. I would like to take a nap right now, but this is for something good and I'm okay. I'm not dreading this. I didn't dread this. I don't dread teaching classes later either. Yeah, you didn't try and reschedule on me. <laughs> no, I and I, no, I schedule everything, and that's the hard part. Trying to balance everything that took time, and it takes practice. Because sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you try to play with something, and it doesn't work out right. And you gotta, you either have to go back, or the way that you've been doing doesn't work anymore, and you have to switch it. So, how do we balance jujitsu with our faith, and then obviously, you know, our family for those who don't have jujitsu as a job. So for you, for example, you don't have jujitsu as a job. So how do you balance everything? That is, that's a rough one for me. And I was kind of hoping you wouldn't ask. Oh no, I gotta ask. Um, But I I knew it was coming. Um, But for me, it's like this last month, because I'm a per diem employee, um, but I work a lot of full-time hours, which is great, you know, because it helps me get my finances in order and lets Margarita, my wife, uh, not work and spend the most amount of time she can with Cora, which we feel is the best for Cora's growth. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really easy to be like, you know, both parents working, but then you have to pay somebody to watch your kid. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And then you're not even raising them. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're lucky enough not to have to pay somebody, you're still leaning on mom, grandma, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to watch your kid. And now that Cora's at school, it's like she's gone for six hours and we're, 
we're missing so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we have come home, and on the two days that she has training, it's come home, a little bit of homework, food, gym, come home, you know, maybe a little bit of relaxed time, and then bed. Mm-hmm. And then it starts all over again. Um, but for me, it's this last month, it's been a lot of time here, a lot of time with you. Um, which has been great for my spiritual development and our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of catch myself sometimes like at work being like, I could have called off today and got a training session because today is sucking. And, you know, going to events for my daughter, you know, I'm like, this is not really like they didn't have to do this today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of dead. And, you know, I'm missing training or you, even sometimes when I'm here, I'm like, okay, I've spent three, been with Aaron on three different occasions this week. I'm feeling like I'm kind of leaving my wife out, Mm -hmm. but with all this stuff, it's a conversation you need to have with your family. Um, and it's more what works for you, what is going to make you feel like you are in balance. And, you know, where, where is all this stuff falling in your life? Mm-hmm. Are you still getting the amount of time with your family that you feel like you need to? Or is your training falling into line where it has to or where it can? Mm-hmm. Because as much as we love jujitsu, it's the lowest of our three pillars, right? And like, if you were going to put them in order, mm-hmm. family jiu-jitsu. it'd be a step ladder. And jujitsu would be that first step lowest to the floor and what i had mentioned to you before we started recording is the old scales that they used in trade in the bible where it had the two plates and they were suspended by wire Mm -hmm. and then the one rod in the middle kind of giving them a teeter off the ground Mm -hmm. that one rod if we're looking at it in the prospect of our pillars, that rod is pillar number one, our faith, God. And then the other two that we're trying to really balance is our family and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And trying to balance it with God and having God. So what, here's the way you explained it, which was, this is why I was like, man, we should have just been recording right now before we actually recorded. Cause the way you said it was so perfect. You were saying like that middle, that middle part of the scale, right? Represents mm-hmm. God and Jesus, like because he's yeah. at the center. You can't balance God. God's not on the scale. The little two plates you're talking about that are on the side, God's not on either yeah. of those. God is the thing that's holding the plates up for you to try to balance. Now, once you go into the plate, okay, if I start training more and not being at home, then what happens is it starts to shift. You start to do more mm-hmm. jujitsu, and now your family's like, hey, over here. You spend too much. You spend a lot of time with your family. I don't want to say too much because you should spend time with your family. You spend a lot of time with your family, but you haven't been going to class now. So okay, but now you're not getting any better in jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, jujitsu is therapy. So when they come to jujitsu, they come to jujitsu to deal with the stress of the day, whether it's with Case their family or whether it's or whether it's with work, right? Um, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I'm not coming to jujitsu to wind down from work. Jujitsu is work. Yeah. I don't wind down. <laughs> um, but there are some times where like after like a family gathering, 
let's say like a like a barbecue or a, a birthday or something where it's like not just like me my wife and my like my wife my son and me it's like it's us but then like her family or yeah. my family like like we're at a family get together that can take it out of you sometimes because it's like there are people that may be in your family that you don't hang out with in life because those are bad influences on you. But how do you tell like, Hey, your cousin or your uncle, like, Hey, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you at a family get together yeah. because you live a life that I don't want to live. You just have to, at some point, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, right? And you just have, you have to sacrifice time with your family to train. Sometimes sometimes you have to tra- sacrifice time with training to spend with your family. Sometimes you need to set sacrifice a little time of both for your job, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's not always easy because sacrifices normally are stuff that we want, right? Like yeah. I have to sacrifice playing video games or watching TV or watching a movie or whatever to spend time with my kid. Why is that such a bad thing though? You know, some people will say, well, hey, I'll just get my kid to do this with me. But then as their kid grows up, their kid becomes obsessed with watching TV, playing video games and all that stuff. So yeah. you have to balance that. If you don't balance their TV watching and their video game playing with with other stuff, then you're then they're going to end up getting lost, and then it's going to turn into one day you're trying to rip them out of the house because they're stuck on the TV. I'm starting to see that with my son right now. I'm not home a whole lot because I'm here a lot, and when they are here, you know, there's sometimes I'll see him on like his on the phone or yeah. something like that. He doesn't. I don't give him my phone, but there is a phone we'll give him that has a little baby game that he'll play, and like that's it. But I'll notice where he'll get frustrated. Like, he'll get frustrated at the video game. And I'll see that, and I'm like, I already know where this is going. This is going to turn into something bad later on. So I'll take it away from him. He'll whine a little bit. But then I'll be like, hey, let's, and I'll get him distracted. Let's go outside and play. Let's do something else. So now you're teaching them young how to balance. Okay, it's okay to play video games. It's okay to watch TV, but not too much. Yeah. It's okay to go outside and play. It's okay to go skateboard, ride bikes, whatever, but not too much. And Marguerite and I have seen that in Cora. The more time she gets in front of a screen, whether it be tablet or TV, even with educational stuff, mm-hmm. uh, um, she gets a little like you, you will start to see changes in her mental attitude. Yes, right. She'll get she'll get more cranky and whiny. She'll get less obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really hate using the word obedient, um, but I guess mindful of what we're saying to her and listening to instruction. Obedience is a good thing, though. Why don't you want to say that? It just it sounds weird rolling off the tongue because my my immediate thought when I think of obedient is you know author me being authoritative mm-hmm. rather rather than constructive. Okay. Right. So do this now, otherwise there are going to be consequences. Versus, hey, I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. I've realized that you're doing something, but we're on a time crunch. You can come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. Yeah, because I think in the, in the sense of saying, like, obey, right? Like, you need to yeah. obey me. You're not going to take away their want, but they'll still listen. Yeah. And there's sometimes we need that. Like, we need to do that. Um, I was talking in a, uh, about it in a class recently with the kids. You know, there was a there was a day I came home and I have my little water gallons, right? I drink a specific kind of water. 
Um, and I have a gallon at home that has my name on it with, with my water. And when they empty, Matthew likes to play with them because they're light enough for him to play, throw around and stuff. And there was, so there was a gallon sitting in the kitchen, just on the floor, the cap off and there's no water anywhere. It's empty, but it's just sitting on the ground. And I know it was him because he, I leave them in a specific spot. So when they're thrown on the floor, I know he was playing with it. And he was doing, and he was like lining up his trucks or he was playing with his cars or something. And I was like, Matthew, come pick up the, the, come pick up my gallon and put it away. Yeah. And he starts getting up, but then he realizes like, wait, I was doing something. And he goes back to doing what he was doing. And immediately I wanted to eat, like, Matthew, I said to do this right now. But then I, I stood back and I watched him real quick. And I was like, all right, let me see what he does first before I yell at him. He gets all his little trucks. He lined, he finishes whatever he was doing. He was like lining up his trucks to line them up perfect or something like that. And then he got up and he walked over, picked up the gallon, put the cap on and put it away. And then went back to doing what he was yeah. doing. And I was like, man, how many times do parents do that where they just, I want, I, I want it done now. So because I am in charge, I should get what I want right now. And I said, and I was telling this to the kids. I was like, I took a second, I took a step back and I humbled myself real quick. And I was like, yes, you are the parent. Yes, he is the kid. But you have to look at it from his perspective too, even though he's, he's a baby. You asked him, you interrupted him while he was in the middle of doing something to have him do, to have him come do something that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's something that needed to be done, but did it need to be done at that exact moment? No. Could I have picked it up and done it? Yes, but that wasn't the principle of it. I wanted him Mm -hmm. to understand like, hey, you're going to make a mess. You're going to pick it up. However, if you're in the middle of doing, if I'm in the middle of doing something and my son walks up to me one day when he's older and he's 10, he's like, dad. I need, I need your help right now. I'm going to expect him to respect that. Hey dude, I'm busy and I'm doing something right now. You need to wait. Yeah. I need to be able to do that too. When I'm older, if I start that now, when he's a baby, when he's older, I won't have that trouble. I won't be dealing with this when he's a teenager or 10 years old struggling with, I've always gotten my way because I'm the parent and you listen to me. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So as far as being obedient, like what you were saying, like, you won't take away her will to want to watch TV or whatever. But there is a point where she needs to, like, dad's telling me to get off the phone or whatever. I need to listen. Why? Because dad said so. Like, it's literally, that's the answer. Because he said so. And that still falls in the balance. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because um, going back to the going back to the scale, because mm-hmm. this is something I thought about, but I never told you, if that centerpiece, God is off balance. It doesn't matter if the other two are in balance because everything mm-hmm. is just going to be blown out of proportion. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, I, I like that you said that because when, when Cynthia and I were going through our marriage counseling before we got married, which is something everybody should do. Um, people just get married mm-hmm. instead of, and then they want to spend all this money on a wedding instead of spending all this time investing into the marriage before it ever even starts. So that's why a lot of people get divorced. That's what my pastor was telling me. He's telling me all these statistics and stuff. But when we were going through our marriage counseling and marriage training or whatever, whatever you want to call it, one of the things that he had mentioned um, was something very similar to what you were just saying with like with God. You need to have God at the center of your relationship. Like if you guys are trying to do stuff on your own, even if it's you, you both of you doing it together, mm-hmm. you guys are just trying, you guys are trying to get through a certain hurdle alone, like with each other, 
you guys won't survive because you don't have God as the glue to your marriage. You don't have God at the center of your marriage. So when you go to try these things alone, even though you're with someone, you guys are doing it alone. You guys are doing it without guidance from God. So if you guys try that, there's a very good chance that you guys might fail. And it's true because if you do things the way God wants you to, things won't screw up as much. The problem is, is things we've done in the past, things we have to admit to that we didn't want to admit to before, or things that have to get brought up for us to change, right? Hey, I want to change this about me. Okay, well, you have to address this issue that you've been holding off on, you know, and that's where in it, in like, that's where you were saying earlier at the beginning of the episode, like balance can be, that's a wide, that's a very heavy question. Like, how do you balance everything, right? How we balance everything is how we do it. It might be different for someone else. Someone else might not, might not have the greatest relationship with their family. So maybe they do need to spend a little more time with their family. Great place that you get to bring your kids, bring your, you know, whoever. And if you guys are having problems, wrestle it out and choke each other out. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And not everyone wants to do that. Right. Well, my wife doesn't want to train because she doesn't like people touching her. Like, like I get that, right? Like there's a lot of the things that we get from the women when they say they don't want to train, they don't like people sweating on them and they don't like being close and touching people, which is what's going to happen to you if you get it. Yeah. But it's a very understandable reason as to why you don't want to do this. Like I, some people have a thing with feet. They're like, I don't like feet. Like, well, I mean, in jujitsu, you use your feet quite a bit. I mean, you know, like I'm going to be putting my feet on your hips to keep you away. Um, if you're trying to attack me in a street fight, I'll kick you in the face. Like my yeah. foot's going to touch something. You know what I mean? Um, and that might be another reason why someone doesn't want to train. You just have to balance things. If you do too much, there is a possibility to do too much jujitsu. Um, Johnny has found has found that he did he did a, a three day thing with uh, Alex. I don't want to get into it, but basically he said he's like, dude, like I've never done so much jujitsu in my life in the in like yeah, that I did in that amount of that three days, right? Yeah. And he was like, I've never felt remotely close to being burnt out from jujitsu. He's like, I'm a little burnt right now. So there's a possibility to do yeah. too much jujitsu and not even just mental, physical too. You get arm barred enough, your elbow starts hurting, man. Yeah. Your, your, your shoulders are cracking and you hear all these noises when you walk and you move because you don't stretch. And I can't really speak a whole lot on that because I don't do it either <laughs> as much as I tell people to do it. Um, so I would say that's how we balance everything, right? Like right. That's how I do it. That's how you do it. But when something goes off balance, how do you handle it? Let's say something happens in, in, a, in the family and you have to step away from jujitsu for a while to go deal with that, maybe a death or whatever, right? How do you get back to jujitsu and start balancing everything back out? That is rough for me personally because I, I haven't experienced being in jujitsu, stepping away, and then coming back. I mean, I did in the sense that I was gone for years, mm -hmm. but it was very much stepping out and then not coming back in and then, you know, just kind of creeping my way back in. Um, and, you know, I if you've listened to episode two, uh, which is my origin story, um, jiu-jitsu for me is a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So I've you know, I'm kind of imagine how I would handle the, the stressors in my life. Like, you know, a family, a family member of mine dying or, you know, losing a job or something that affected me in a 
traumatic negative way and my very first my very first thought wasn't even going to the bible mm-hmm. it was big blue mat mm-hmm. and before it was before the big blue mat it was you know, calling coach and asking him if i could have the keys to the wrestling room mm-hmm. and just to sit up there mm-hmm. like that was my comfort place and even in my mind uh that was just where I would want to go. So to, to think about stepping away from that in troubled times is kind of a hard thing for me to comprehend Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'd want to run to it. Now, would that be the best thing? Probably not. Well, we need to, like how you were saying, like either the first thing you want to run to is the mat, not God, right? That needs to switch. We have, we should switch that because even you, I mean, you could use the mat as your space where you talk to God. Like you could, you could balance those two up together. Like I need to talk to God, but I need to be on the mat. Then go to, then go sit on the mat and talk to God, bro. Go sit on the mat and read your Bible. Go sit on the mat with someone that is also a believer and talk to them. I've done it here. There's a, uh, there's a student that trains here. I won't say his name cause I don't know where he stands as far as his name being put out there. Um, but he came in as a blue belt from another school, a recent Baja school, uh, first strike. I was still a blue belt at the time and his first class, you know, he came in, we tried class. He's a little smaller than me too. So there wasn't that like, Oh, I got to roll with this guy to like, you know, Matt and force. Like, yeah. like he thinks he's bigger than everyone. Right. Um, I, it wasn't that it was just, it was just a friendly role. Like, Hey, he's in from another gym. Everybody left after class. Nobody stayed for open mat. So we just cleaned the mat. And then I stayed here with him after he tried class for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And we rolled. And then we spent another like 15, 20, 30 minutes talking about God. Mm-hmm. And one thing he had mentioned to me was saying, he was like, man, like I just started this walk into faith. And then I walked into this gym and I heard you talking about God with another student. It was after class, right? It was after class we were talking about stuff. And he was sitting there listening. He was like asking questions. He was like, hey, could we roll? And we rolled and everyone laughed. We cleaned, whatever. And we stayed and rolled a little bit. And we talked a little bit more. And he was talking to me and telling me a little bit about himself and it was really interesting to see that like he came in here looking for jujitsu and uh-huh. he got that and he signed up he's you know he's with us still to this day he trains with all of us he's, he's one of the guys but he came here looking for jujitsu and he did get that but he also got his relationship with christ stronger and he actually invited me to go see him get uh baptized a while back this was a few years back before covid i believe no this was during covid while covid was going on um, when we were doing all the baptisms at the Victorville campus outside, mm-hmm. it was during that time. Um, and I, it was cool to see that because even though God is what, even though he came to God, right? God worked through me without me even realizing it yeah. because I was having a conversation with someone completely different about a completely different topic, brought up God for a second. And then that piqued his interest. And he was like, you know what? I want to talk to, I want to talk to this guy. And now, you know, he's with us still, but. It was really cool to see that I use, I was able to use jujitsu and where I stand in jujitsu to be able to help someone. Um, even though we don't do that in classes, right? Like I don't press on people in class. Like you need to believe in God or anything like that. But if someone asks me a question afterwards or if we're rolling, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I'll help them understand. Or if I don't understand, like, I don't know. Like let's talk about it and let's, let's figure it out. Right. Let's investigate. Let's investigate. Yeah. And that is, uh, you know, an interesting point is we have all these things in our lives that we try to balance. 
And sometimes God can unfortunately take a backseat when he doesn't need to. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting how the things that we do can be opportunities to bring God in. Right? Mm -hmm. So with... Like this. Like this. We're, I mean, I, I had a... I told Johnny I had a family at church who I've seen. I've known the kids a while. They're two twin brothers. I can't think of their name, though. But the, the, the family is very involved with the church, though. And the dad walked up to me the other, uh, the other day when I was showing up to go teach. And he was like, hey, where's your... And started asking me questions about the gym. And I was like, hey, how did you hear about it? Because I always talk about it at the gym. So yeah. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he heard me talking about it to someone. He was like, no, actually... I listen to your podcast and that, and I always see you here with jujitsu stuff and I know you and I know you do jujitsu and I know you do cage fighting, but I never thought to ask you about it. Yeah. And then I heard you and your buddy Kurt talking on the podcast and it piqued my interest and we're thinking about training. And so I gave him info and like, they should hopefully they'll be coming in this week. That'd yeah. be cool. But so this podcast, even just episode one has already reached someone in a way that we didn't think what, Right? Like, it reached someone at church to get them to jujitsu. We also want to reach people at jujitsu to try to get them to church, like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, and what's what's funny, though, is a lot of our students here already go to church. Yeah. And it, it's funny how many of them want to be involved in the podcast, too. It's like a family thing. Yeah. It's cool, though, that we have so many people want to be involved with the podcast, though. I've already had people like reaching out, like, "Oh, we have ideas," and I love them. Yeah. But when you get too many, you get too many chefs in the kitchen, it it gets a little hectic, right? So we appreciate and we love everyone's support. <laughs> um, and we get uh, good ideas from someone. Yeah. We'll definitely do it. But just don't don't get upset if we tell you no. <laughs> um, or if we tell you maybe, and then it doesn't come out. For yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, be, yeah, because there might be a certain way we want to do something and, you know, their recommendation might not help. Yeah. Or it might. I mean, I'm open. I'm open to ideas, but I'm not open to people messaging me every night being like, hey, here's an idea. You know, yeah. you can't please everyone. I think with what we're doing, I, I like it. I mean, we're still figuring out the sound stuff. Which um, we have to get mics because the background noise I was listening to episode three, it was killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found out that that has something to do with it. And, and it's by not that, that hot today. Air conditioner. Yes. And that's not, and it's not that hot up here today. So we're kind of just dealing with it and, um, we'll see how the sound comes out later. Um, but so I think, so I think we should bring up our final point. And this is something that we go through and we learn when we go through our schooling process mm -hmm. for jujitsu, trust the system. So the idea is, is we have this, we have a correction, like a way to correct someone. We have a way to teach you, but then we also have a way to correct you. So let's say you're doing a move wrong. I'm not going to come over to you and say, hey, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way and then walk away. I need to approach you differently. Depending on who you are. Some people, they need that actually. They need, hey, you need to do it this way. Oh, okay, got it. And then they figure it out or then they, then they do it. Some people can't, they don't respond well to that kind of talk. Like, hey, you need to do it this way. That you don't need to yell at me. Mm -hmm. And um, so there has to, you have to learn how to interact with different people. We go through a psychology course and there's this thing called um, three to one ratio. I'm gonna give you three good things that you're doing right about the move. And then I'm gonna 
tell you the one mistake that you're doing and, mm-hmm. and how it can be better. But I'm not going to say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. I'm going to say, hey, this is good, but this is, but this could work better. Now you don't feel stupid. You don't yeah. feel like a moron. You don't feel like your, your teacher's belittling you. And you actually feel like someone's helping you. And so when we do that with our with balance, right? Balancing our faith, family, jujitsu, everything together, sometimes we mess up, right? Maybe we have a weekend where we where we, you know, slip a little bit on some stuff, or we have a week where we're like, hey, it's vacation, like we're gonna chill and you know. If you get out of balance, getting back into balance isn't always easy. It's, it's hard sometimes. And sometimes at some point, you just have to trust the system. You have to be like, look, man, I've tried everything. I've tried everything that I possibly could so far. Maybe I'm just not supposed to do it today. Or maybe it's not meant for today or this week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time. The thing is, though, is you don't give up trying. Okay. And that's the difference between um, acceptance and giving up. I accept that what's going on right now isn't working. So I'm going to try something else. It's kind of like, or I just give up. I'm not going to ever try that again. I'm just going to give up on it. So I tried to balance my life with jujitsu and everything, and it didn't work. So I, I just gave up. So you failed when you gave up. But that's the only true way you fail is when you give up. I teach you to the kids all the time. When do we? You either win or you learn. You don't lose. When you lose is because it's because you gave up. You're not trying anymore. That's when you lose. If you're constantly trying, even though they won the battle or they won the match or they won the war or whatever, if you're constantly trying, then you're not giving up. So then you're not failing. You only fail when you stop, right? When does the heart fail? When it stops. Does the beat slow down? Does the beat go higher? Does the beat stay at a medium, whatever? It does that, right? It goes up, it goes down, but it always balances itself out. But then when it stops... That's it. You're done. Like the, the, you're done, done. Like there's no coming back from this. You can get hit, and, or you can have something happen, like get scared, and your heartbeat will like intensify, or you'll be like your heartbeat will be beating so fast that you feel like it's gonna pop out of your chest, but it won't. Or your heartbeat can be so calm that someone thinks you're dead, but you're not. But when it's stopped, that's that's done. It doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter. Nothing. You're you're done without medical intervention. Yes, yes. With that. Well, even sometimes with that, you know, there's some there's a point of no return at some point. And then there's miracles with God. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you work in a hospital. I'm sure you've seen. I, I some, didn't want maybe, to. Maybe. I, I, was, I, was, I was listening to you talk. We don't have to bring it up. technical on you, but I was like, no, let's not. Get, get, get as technical on me um, as you want. Yeah, I don't want it to go over people's heads, though. Yeah, but um, so trusting the system. How do you trust the system with yours? Being human, that's hard sometimes, right? Because sometimes we think we know what's best. Mm -hmm. Um, But God does. But God does. So it's, it's hard to think about, you know, is what I'm doing in the best interest of myself, my family, my jujitsu, and my faith? And the quickest answer to figure all that out is go to prayer and go to scripture. But you may not get the answer you are looking for in the way you want it mm-hmm. right away. Or you might not be looking in the right place. You, you know, Yeah, you might not be looking in the right place, but you might not know where to look. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird here 
how, you know, like I've told you before, I'm not that far into the Bible as far as reading it in its entirety. Mm-hmm. But verses that I've heard will just kind of pop into my head. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like in the way back. And I'll be like, where have I heard that before? Mm-hmm. You know? So God's not like Burger King or any kind of fast food. He doesn't give it to you your way. And it, you know, it's not a five minute or five minutes or it's free kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes some time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like a quantity over quality situation. Do you want a lot of answers very quickly? Or do you mm. want the right answer at the right time? That's true, yeah. That and right. that can kind of spill over into the rest of our lives too. You know, is it is it better to spend, you know, 10% of your time in faith, 10% of your time with your family, or, you know, in good, good quality 10% time, or are you going to spend, you know, split it up entirely evenly, whatever 100% is split three ways, mm-hmm. um, and just be absent-minded because you're thinking about other things. You know, you're thinking about, oh, when I hit the gym, I'm going to lift these weights, right? Mm-hmm. Start these muscle groups. Or your, your kid's trying to play a game with you and you're uh, looking at grappling videos on your phone or um, – you know, you want to spend time in scripture, but you're getting distracted by Facebook and, you know, people texting you mm-hmm. about things that you really shouldn't be paying attention to in the first place. Yeah. Um, and man, I, we should have just recorded what I was talking with the kids about on Sunday, because like a lot of what you're talking about is like what I was expressing to them. I was telling them mm-hmm. and, um, I wish I had. We had the camera there on Sunday with us recording. Yeah, I told really you good. before, bro. I feel like we just need to have the camera on all the time, <laughs> and then just put markers on when we feel like we're talking about something good. Hey, jump to this. You know, mm-hmm. day six, moment five thousand thirty-one. <laughs> um, but that'd be hard because I already know how I get. When I get into something, I'll dive into it real deep. Okay, mm-hmm. like Pokemon Go, for example. When that came out, I mean, hope. I mean, if I wasn't doing, if I wasn't doing jujitsu, if I wasn't at work, if I wasn't doing specific things, I was out playing Pokemon. Like I would get off jujitsu. This is back when I was still working and doing jujitsu. I would get off class right at like nine. Then we'd go over to a little area where there's a little Pokestop area. Mm-hmm. And then Cynthia and I would drive around or walk around or whatever, depending on the weather. And we'd, you know, collect Pokemon for like another hour. Then we would go home and then eat and go to sleep or what, or or I would go home, she would go home, whatever. And then, you know, go to sleep, go to work the next day. And then it's like, I'm getting home at like one in the morning, but I left jujitsu at night because I went and played Pokemon for like a couple hours. You know what I mean? So like I would get into it, into it where I'm recording every, (laughs) everything. (laughs) <laughs> and um no it would be good but then that that would go into you got to balance right mm-hmm. you can't do too much of anything you can't do too much too much of anything is bad and then depending on what it is not enough is bad too right and if you don't pray and talk to god enough it doesn't matter all the good things that you do in life it doesn't matter how many people look up to you it doesn't matter how many friends you have if you're not right with god 
then what are you even here for? You know, mm-hmm. like with, when it, when it comes when it comes to that, when it comes to talking about about balance, like if God isn't at the center, like you said, or the two plates or whatever on the side, like God isn't on that on the plate. He is what is balancing everything. Everything's balancing off of God. That's a, I like that idea, like that you came up with that, um, because that's not what I was thinking when you were mentioned the scales something different came into my mind. And then when you explained it that way, it helped me see it to a a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, got it. And then I immediately connected it to jujitsu or whatever. So what you were saying is this piece sometimes, right? Yes. Uh, Well, even what you were saying a second ago about like quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. If you're at the gym all day, training, lifting weights, whatever, but you don't know what you're doing or you don't have a purpose to what you're doing, then it doesn't really matter. There's people that train all and it. Sometimes it's also a learning disability thing too. But there's some people that can train and have to do the move a million, like a, a thousand times just to get it. And there's some people that can see the move, have it done to them and do it like a few times to get corrected. And then they, boom, they're good. Then they just need to rep and rep and rep. So like, I actually know a person. He doesn't train with us. Okay. Um, but he would literally watch YouTube videos. Okay. And instructional videos on how to do something. And this was more than just jujitsu, but he watched a lot of jujitsu stuff. Mm-hmm. He will watch the video twice, do it twice, and then he could pull it off in almost any scenario. Yes, but how much of his technique is is how much of it is technique, and how much of it is just pure strength and energy? Well, he wasn't very strong, but you know, I don't. Know, you get the right leverage on someone, though. Right. So here's the thing, though. You don't. Well, you don't have to be stronger than them. You just got to be strong enough. With what you're saying is, I've Johnny's like that. I've seen Johnny do that. He'll watch a movie he's never done before. He'll under it, it's just, he explains it the way his brain works. He would be able to explain it better than I could. To me, it doesn't make sense because I'm wired different. I have to have you can read it to me in a book. You can have me watch a video. You can literally break it down in front of me. I don't. My brain goes while you're talking. I picked up on a word that you said. And that word was used in a movie that I watched last week. And now I'm going to watch that scene from that movie. And now that movie is reminding me about this time when I was a kid that that's where my brain goes while you're talking to me and teaching me jujitsu. Now, if you do it to me or do it on me, use me as the bad guy or actually do the move to me and and explain to me what you're doing. I'll listen because I could be off thinking about whatever I want, but I'm feeling what you're doing. Yeah. And I understand it. And at some point you get to a point where you just understand the principles or the concepts enough that when you learn a new move, you can do that. You can break it down and understand it because it's not the move that's different. I mean, I mean, even though the move's different, the core principle to the move is the same. A trap and roll escape from mount is a little different than a trap and roll escape from side, right? Where you trap there, you lift and roll over. But a trap and roll is a trap and roll. No matter how you look at it, you trap one side, you elevate the body, you roll them over. That didn't change. What changed is where you, you're at and where they're at. But the principle of the move is the same. Plug for principle-based learning, which we will talk about eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're excited about that. So, I think we touched everything we wanted to touch today. We talked a lot um, more about jujitsu than, like, our faith and stuff. But I feel like that's because we under out of the three things we understand jujitsu more, right? Than like I'm even though I teach at church, I'm given a paper 
and say, hey, this is what you're going to teach tomorrow. Got it. And then I'll read that chapter or whatever, and I'll learn the lesson, and then I'll learn the questions, and I'll ask, right? Sometimes I'll read it off the paper, but then I'll word it different. But that's for church. There's no script when I come into jujitsu mm-hmm. to teach. There, there used to be, right? There'd be, like, certain things I would say with certain moves to remind me what to teach next. But after a while, you just you just do it, yeah. right? And then, like, when I'm when I'm teaching class, I don't have a script. I'll just get on the mat and just start talking. I understand jujitsu more, and that's why I like learning about God, learning about even math. Even I, there was a kid in the other day that made a connection with math. It was a they were doing a movie. They were like, "Oh, like in math, when this happens." I'm like, "Sure, why not?" But I understood what they were talking mm-hmm. about because even though I'm horrible at math, I understood that much of math to where I understood what they were talking about. They picked up on jujitsu through math. I pick up on jujitsu through other stuff. Um, I can connect jujitsu with video games. I can connect jujitsu with skateboarding. I can connect jujitsu with playing the guitar. It's just, you just gotta, you just have to understand a little bit about what you're trying to connect it to. I understand a little bit about playing guitar, but I understand a lot about jujitsu. So I just plug that concept in, right? And um, with our understanding of jujitsu being deeper, I think, I think that's cool because as you see the episodes progress, you're going to see more talks about God and we're going to be stronger. And like, you were asking me questions earlier and I was like, you got like five different stories mixed up. You had like the story of Joseph, David and Moses all mixed up and you were right on certain things, but then there were other, where you're like, wait, hold on. Isn't that this person? It's just yeah. where you're at right now is where I was at like a year and a half ago with, with like, mixing up stories and I remembered names, but I was mixing up like, Oh yeah. Uh, Joseph was put in the lion's den, right? No, that was David. See, I'm the opposite. I remember stories, but I don't remember names. Got it. And that makes it kind of difficult because I want to make a point here, but I also don't want to like, you know, be completely off base. Mm. And that is something that I, or we are going to have to adjust to as we do this because it's easiest for, for us to teach and talk about jiu-jitsu because we understand it in a very strong way and we can articulate that. I can't really articulate my thoughts mm-hmm. on scripture mm-hmm. and Jesus because I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You got to you gotta learn how to crawl before you can walk. Yes. And I'm like still, it's still at the crib. <laughs> um, cool, man. So I think, I think this is good, a, a good place to wrap up this episode is there anything else you wanted to talk about or add or anything like that we got a new logo now yes we did shout out to holly again she's helped us so much um and i'm glad you brought that up because she i'm we're doing our episode three is coming out next week which is how all this kind of came to be and Episode three is coming out next week in the sense of us talking right yeah. now. Like when yeah. you guys hear this episode, episode three's already been out yeah. for a while. So I talked to Holly. You're bringing up the sale, right? Uh, yeah, I'm bringing up the raffle. The raffle. Okay, that's what yeah. I was going to have you bring she, up. That's she, what she emailed me. me about a raffle, mm-hmm. and now now that we've mentioned it, I can post the link and stuff. But they're doing a raffle ticket. I already with, posted the link. Oh, well, <laughs> on our on the grappling with God Facebook page. Not on our Facebook yeah. because I'm not admin yet. But on I, Instagram, I I we'll figure that out. But um, so I'll post that link. But tickets are like ten bucks, and it's not just her that's giving away some stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a, a couple free T-shirts, and but I'm not exactly sure about everything because I just kind of skimmed over it yesterday while I was at work. Mm-hmm. But all those details will be in 
the link that's going to be on Facebook and everywhere everywhere else. Yeah. And then it's going to go for like two weeks. Yeah. And when this episode comes out, we will already have had the link and everything. Yeah. On the website. So we'll be, you'll probably already know about this from listening to us talk on Instagram or Facebook about yeah. it, like posting it. Because by this the, is the actual episode where we announce it. <laughs> well, by the time this episode comes out, I think it's actually going to be over. I think the sale will just now be getting over or just, yeah, it'll be in the middle of it. But cool. All right. Um, yeah. So pray out. Yeah. You prayed in. Yeah, I prayed you, in. You did pray for us at the beginning. So I will take the honors on the, on the exit. Okay. God, thank you for allowing us to speak into these people's lives again this week. Um, thank you for getting them to want to listen to this, not for our benefit, but hopefully more for their benefit and that you're speaking through us to them and they're understanding things, even it maybe even in different perspectives than the way we're talking about it. We hope that this kind of helps shed light on how we balance our life. Um, and maybe they can use that for some ideas to balance out their lives. Um, we thank you again every single day. This is all for you. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.